you close your eyes and suddenly you are in the clean clean clinic again. Uh I think Harper gets out of that room. I think she like actually uh kind of freaks out and sort of gets as far out as like just outside the room and then kind of like collapses against the wall in the hallway and just like kind of has to catch her breath before she's able to like actually get out out as harper is collecting herself ah will swing over to fletcher how's fletcher doing i mean fletcher's okay he's you know a little busy but uh bad like I think he's I think he's cool. he's got cool. stuff to do that day and I I don't know that he quite knew what he was signing up for with this class, you know. I don't necessarily think he was expecting there to be like group projects and stuff. I think maybe he thought he was going to show up and listen to, you know, this guy talk about ghosts and stuff for an hour or so each week, but you know, here we are. He already paid his $300. So, uh, what is Fletcher getting up to with the rest of his day before, before he meets up with the rest of the hunters? Yeah, so I think he was hoping to go out to the, uh, to the site, to his, to his dig site, but that depends on, uh, on Lyle. Lyle is the, is the local man that Fletcher sort of has to rely on to get around. I think sometimes Fletcher is sort of at Lyle's mercy. Like, if he answers the text or picks up his phone. Um, and I think in this case, Fletcher is just out of luck. So he kind of finds himself with uh, a couple hours to kill. Yeah, yeah, I imagine he goes back to his apartment and, uh, you know, tries to do some reading, uh, hangs out. Like, it's pretty sparsely decorated at this point. He's only been here for a month or two. Hasn't really had a, a big chance to to get like settled but he tries to do some reading he like makes some tea he's he's feeling a little restless and i think eventually he makes his way down to uh the uh pub that his apartment is over and you know i think it's like a pre-furnished deal that like the owner of the bar just kind of rents out to people as they pass through town or you know a rich couple who wants to get away for a couple months, uh, that kind of thing, like like an Airbnb, essentially. But, you know, Har- uh, Fletcher's got it for for a while. But yeah, he makes his way down to uh, the Black Dog, I believe we established it was called. And sits down at the bar and just orders a beer. So I actually have a question uh, for you. Since Fletcher hasn't been here that long, uh, you said his apartment's sparse, but what was important enough for him to bring? Yeah, books mostly. Um, that's that's most of what he has. It's you know because it's an Airbnb, it's pre-furnished, so it's mostly just like books that he's brought. You know, his walking stick like leans behind the door. Clothes. He brought a lot of clothes with him. I think that's probably it. To be honest, you know, he traveled internationally to get here, so he couldn't bring that. Any much. like personal mementos though, like family photos or anything like that. Mm, not really, no. Fletcher's not really, like, a sentimental person when it comes to family. Sorry, that just always gives me a better idea of, uh, kind of who the person is, because it's, it's one of those, well, what, if you couldn't take a lot with you, what was, 
the thing you cherished enough to actually take. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that's uh pretty much the extent of it. Um and and I don't think he really knows that many people here in Cavern Springs outside of this the the group um whom he still doesn't know particularly well. His uh his landlady uh slash owner of the of the black dog pub um who i think he only knows as uh mrs barry and then lyle really are like the only people that he's he's had meaningful interactions with all right you head downstairs and you he'll pull up a stool uh order a beer from chesley who is one of the bartenders who works at the black dog uh you don't know him super well but you know he's he's the one of the ones you usually see during the day when you're not hanging out there and you just kind of start perusing the books that they have there that's right. I, I forgot we established that there's reading material. Yes, indeed. There is, in fact, reading material there. And you start perusing through through them. Just like, there's a number of just like random, random books there. And randomly, one of them just catches your eye. You, you don't really know why. Pulling it off the shelf it has sort of a, a, a faded, mottled cover. It's it's paperback. It's right, uh, hardback, but it is not in great shape. Um, the spine is pretty worn out, and from the cover of it, it looks like it's some almost kind of a kind of a trashy adventure novel, kind of in like the the Edgar Rice Burroughs kind of kind of model. Uh, and the title is Against the Scralings. Interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, it seems good enough to like pass the time with. So I'll sort of, you know, take it back to the bar with me. Um, I imagine, you know, my, my beer's, like, waiting. Like, uh, I think by that point, Chancey's probably had a chance to sort of get it all set up. So yeah, I'll, I'll crack it open and start perusing it. Um, I think Fletcher's probably a pretty fast reader. But I, I guess I sort of feel drawn to this. Uh, yeah, weirdly enough, it's like something about the title just kind of, like, pings your interest. Like, you're not sure why. You don't think you've ever heard heard the term scrailing before, but it just kind of pings your interest for some reason. Okay. Um, I wonder if, I wonder if I could investigate a mystery, maybe try to suss out why that rings a bell. Sure. Go for it. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's like a base 10, but plus, um, some smart stuff, which I am. Oh, it's sharp. I'm not very sharp. Mm. Uh, that's okay. It's still a nine. Uh, so on a nine for investigate, uh, I hold one and I can ask a question. Um, and the one that makes the most sense from the list, I think, is what is being concealed here. Okay. And you're like, you're, you're reading through it and the, the opening chapter does not particularly grab you. It is very pulpy, very trashy. Uh, like you're you're really wondering why, like this of all things, this is what you decided to spend your your time with. 
But it gets to a fight scene with the the aforementioned Skraylings, which seem to be some sort of uh, of barbaric people that populate this this distant and misty land called Vandalia. And the hero of the story uh, reveals his hidden druidic powers that he uses and he channels through this ancient, this ancient ancestral staff that looks like blackened wood and carries the power of the storm within it. Yeah, I think I close the book and flip to the back to try to see if there's like a, an about the author section or something like that. Just kind of sit there, blink a couple times, stare at the book, and then try to see if I can find anything about the author. There isn't a huge amount in the back of the book, um, but there is like a small little author blurb. Uh, and it was published in the 1920s by a man by the name of Robert Craven. And it was published uh, by Cavern Springs Publishing. Location, Cavern Springs, West Virginia. Um, okay. Robert Craven? Yes, Robert Craven. Okay, Robert Craven. Um, I think I would try to get, uh, I think I would try to flag Chansley down the next time he, he sort of goes by. Um, I imagine the bar is probably not very busy at this time of day. Busier than you'd think with, uh, uh, a lot of folks being out of work, but still, yeah, not, not jumping, uh, this time of the afternoon. Okay. Chesley comes over to be like, uh, hey man, you want another beer? Uh, yeah, I, I would, um, I'd absolutely take another beer, um, or something stronger, perhaps. Chesley, if you don't mind me asking, I, I realize this is uh, completely unfounded, but do, you don't know anything about this book, do you? Or this, uh, Robert Craven? Oh, no, nah, man. What, that's one of the ones from over on the shelf? Yeah, I mean, I realize they probably come from, like, someone's yard sale or something, and you probably have no idea, but I, I thought I'd ask. Uh, yeah, man, I... I don't really know i mean i think that uh came out of mrs barry's attic maybe i think whenever uh she and her husband opened this place up uh i feel like it's where a lot of the lot of them came from um yeah you could ask her about it um if you get a if you get a chance um why i'm just curious it um seems familiar like like maybe i maybe i've read it before i don't know yeah, I mean, I know she, I know she had a thing for, uh, for like local, local books and local authors. Um, I we we had we used to have a, uh, kind of a publisher here back long time ago, back when there was a paper mill, you know. Yeah, well, I, I uh, Cavern Springs Publishing. That's what it says in the back. Oh yeah, okay, that's one of them. All right, cool. Yeah, um, uh, I, I can't say as I've read it myself, but um, you know, it's one of those cool, those cool little, you know, local facts. Yeah. Yeah, would you... You don't think she'd mind if I borrow it? I mean, I'll just be upstairs. Uh, I mean... I mean, yeah, it's kind of old, but... Like, yeah, okay, I mean, I mean, you live upstairs, like, you know, it's not like we can't find you. Um, plus, I mean, honestly, I can't say as I ever remember seeing that one on the shelf before, so, I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna miss it. 
Right, right. Okay, well, I appreciate that. I will uh, definitely take that drink uh, when you get a chance. All right. And suppose we'll uh, swing around and uh, check in with Eddie. What's Eddie up to? So, like you said, Eddie's going to go back and uh, check in on his mom. Um, Yeah, she's... I think... I think Eddie and his mom have a schedule worked out between his classes and her job hunting um, as to who is borrowing the car when, right? Uh, so he's driving back to give her the car so she can go uh, on the job hunting interview she's trying to do since she lost her job at Chrysler Farm. He's going to call her on the way back. It's, you know, driving down the road in this big blue, like, stick shift uh, Toyota pickup truck. Um... And he calls her and says, Hey, Mom, I'm on my way back to the house. I'm about uh, about 15 minutes out. I'm passing through town. You need anything from the store? Or uh, I want to pick something up for you before you head out? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, stop at the Dairy Mart. Get some of those uh, pepperoni rolls. I got it. Hey, you want anything for Ricky, too? I know he, uh, he gets up in a... Well, he gets a little upset if we don't get him things, right? So... Yeah, just get him a six-pack of cheer wine. He'll be fine. <laughs> you got him, Ma. Uh, I'll see you in 20. Roll into the general store real quick. You know, go pick up uh, some pizza rolls. You know, uh, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. We got, we got, we got to back this up. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Your mother, your mother specifically requested pepperoni rolls. They're not, they're not pizza rolls. They're not even remotely the same thing. Well, I love and respect my mom, so I will make sure that I get pepperoni. Yeah, you better. I mean, they sound like this. (laughs) I'd like to formally apologize to the pepperoni roll community. I just... <laughs> they sound exactly the nah. same. Okay, literally everyone here has had my pepperoni rolls. They are not the same thing, and you know it goddamn well. Have I had your pepperoni rolls? I don't know that I have. Wait. I'm going to continue thinking that they're pizza rolls with you pepperoni think my- in them. Yeah, I don't remember ever having a pepperoni roll, but I remember someone brought pizza rolls to, like, a couple of the gaming weekends and stuff. So, like, the, the, those, those, those crescent roll things that I bring all the time? To the gaming weekends? The... Yeah. I like I like that you assume that, like, there's enough food going around at the gaming weekends that we all get to try everything that people bring. <laughs> no, it's... I mean, no, it's... No, it's true. That, that, this, I so, so sure. I... No matter how many pepperoni rolls that I make for the gaming weekends, they are gone. Like, I don't think I have ever seen a bag of my pepperoni rolls last for more than like three hours tops i once made like a five pound tub of buffalo dip and by the time i went to get some after my game it was gone i mean you think your pepperoni rolls are good but like my mom's got a trick so she gets them from the store heats them up puts a little bit of cheese on top of them afterwards Mwah, great to, good to go that is it's like chef boy rd oh god oh god <laughs> so and he goes into the store to get the pepperoni rolls, you know, um, some cheer wine. You know, hey, Grace, how you doing? Uh, just grabbed some pepperoni rolls from Ma. How, how's the other kids? Uh, yeah, no, they're okay. Hey, you know, you know, you know, they're not the same thing as pizza rolls, right? So, I just want to make sure you know that. You seem, it like, seems like this is something that you, you you've had a problem with in the past, Eddie. Your your ma your ma your ma told me to tell you like- your ma your your ma called ahead to me here at the store at right after she got out right after that she got off the phone with you because she wanted me to make sure that you knew that that not to get the pizza rolls because she asked you for pepperoni rolls and they're not the same thing 
And she wanted to make sure that you is knew that. Is my mom that. on the phone right now? Is she on the yeah, phone? Yeah, she's on the phone right with me right now. She... Mom, you got no trust in me. I got it. You and keep getting the, the pizza uh, rolls, thinking it. they're pepperoni rolls, and they're not the same thing. Well, I'll, I'll get the pepperoni rolls or whatever, and I buy the pizza rolls by mistake. Um. <laughs> Tonight, on a very in the, in special the of episode of Cryptid Community College, Eddie buys pizza rolls by accident, thinking mm-hmm. that they're pepperoni And sage <laughs> is actually used to get yes. rid of the glitter. <laughs> this yes yeah, so i walk out with i think i buy one of each and it turns out it's buy two things of pizza rolls instead uh and a six pack of cheer wine like <clears throat> all right grace good seeing you um you know tell the family i said hi i'll see you next week oh uh, yeah hey uh yeah take care say hi to, say hi to your mom for me uh she says you're gonna get a lot of tweets about this uh, I mean, I better, like, I'm really trying to promote that uh, podcast, you know, I've got, uh, like, five followers, I'm hoping to double that by the end of the week. Everyone go good. follow Andy on Twitter. <laughs> I'm so lonely. <laughs> I had a random person actually follow me today, like, rage. it's great. As, it's as we all know, know, rage is the best method to get followers and comments, so, yeah. That's true. Is that- so, but yeah, Eddie, you know, hops back in the car, drives a drives, uh, through town, you know, I think he's, he's been here for, like we said, about a year. So he's getting to know the people. Um, he is waves at random people as he sees them passing by, and then, like the friendly head nod, um, and eventually gets back home. Um, he's like, puts stuff on the counter, you know, gives his mama like a you know big old hug, uh, and it's like, hey Ricky, I got you some cheer wine, but you got to get your ass in here, and get it yourself. I'm not gonna go all the way to the to your room with it. Jeez. Uh, hey, Ma, I'll pop the pepper. And he looks down at the pizza rolls and he's like, Hey, Ma, uh, just... You have, a, you have a great night tonight. Uh, I'll, I'll put these in the, in the freezer for you when you get back. <laughs> the freezer? Eddie. Eddie, we've talked about this. You got the pizza rolls again, didn't you? No, I, I, got, one, I got one of each. Look, I mean, holds out two boxes of the same damn thing. All right, look. But so, you know what? I'm in there trying. I'm trying to get the pepperoni rolls, and Grace is yelling at me. You're yelling at Grace through me on the phone. It got weird. I'm sorry. Look, Mom, I'm sorry. All right, I'll I'll, I'll take care of it later tonight. I gotta go out with some friends anyway for a group project. I'll get some pepperoni rolls. Does anyone else just really want a pepperoni roll now? Like, you're just thinking about it. Like, man, like I kind of want a pizza. Literally roll. at literally at yeah, all times. That's there. There are there are no times that I do not want a pepperoni roll. Like, does a pepperoni roll not have cheese, though? Because then everything's ruined. Oh, that is, okay. Well, no, my mom puts the cheese on top at the end. That's the, that's the special <laughs> trick. It's like, it's custom made. It's, oh, it's a bespoke pepperoni so roll. That's why, that's why my mom makes it that way. Uh, okay, well, actually, you know, honestly, the question of cheese, cheese or no cheese with pepperoni rolls is uh, in itself a, uh, a highly divisive subject. Um... With uh, many, many a sectarian conflict. So, um, in the interest of, of respecting the religious views um, of our of our listeners, um, I'm just not going to go think, there. I think there should be a debate. Like, I think that in the comments, people should let us know whether or not cheese belongs in a pepperoni roll. Yeah, I think this is just a part of the podcast where we say <laughs> divisive food statements. Like, I'll go next. Uh, lemon sticks oh. suck. They're bad. They're not good. You know. Hey, Bob, you gotta head out of here if you're gonna be on time for those job interviews. I'm just saying, like, 
you know, I love you. I hope you'll have a good time out there. And I know stuff's rough, but, uh, you know, I want to make sure you got what you need. All right. Uh, well, hey, uh, sweetie, have a good time with your friends. Uh, teach the controversy. Um, pizza and pepperoni rolls, not the same thing. Love you. Mm-hmm. Pepperoni rolls, butter sat down. Got it. Um, and I'll, I think he goes in and, like, messes with Ricky for a bit. Uh, you know, just bullshit brother shenanigans. Like, Ricky's probably playing video games because he's in between... He does most of the Cavern Springs tours on the weekends. Um, I think it's just like a Wednesday, so he's just kind of chilling. Uh, so there's like a bunch of like, hey, what are you playing? Blah, 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 blah. You know, you spend all this time. Is he actually okay, like cool. Twitch streaming and, and you're, Eddie's just messing with him and his, his listeners are like, oh my God, not Eddie again. I, I don't think Eddie, Eddie is professional enough that he wouldn't mess with someone streaming. Uh, because he knows if he opens that can of worms, then Ricky's going to F with him while he's running his podcast. Uh, that is the law of siblings. Like, yeah, you know, if you started it, you yeah. better be ready to finish it. That... <laughs> we'll, we'll get into a fist fight before we, like, interrupt each other's streaming because that's just, like, the nuclear option at that point. Um, and I think Eddie just um, – I think he's going to go back and actually look over some of the, uh, the, the photos and go back and listen to some of the – podcast uh that he did on the sheep squatch kind of in preparation for tonight um it's episode uh 19 sheer horror is what it's called he plugs it in and like kind of listens to that and is just going over stuff to refresh his memory so he's ready to rock later this evening and so i was speaking of your podcast um you know stan had mentioned earlier that uh he was a fan of uh, Myth and Lore with Eddie Fangor. Uh, so since Stan is... He's one of my five followers. Yeah, yes. since Stan is uh, heading out to Woodland Frontier to uh, investigate whatever happened there last night to Clara, uh, would Stan want to try and enlist Eddie in that activity? You know what? Sure. Yeah, Stan's just going to give give him a call because, you know, at at the worst-case scenario... There's an anonymous tip about ghost dogs biting people in the woods last night. So, yeah, exactly. Like, so, yeah, like, we shouldn't, we should definitely, like, not talk about my friend Clara, because she, uh, you know, I mean, like, it's a small town, and once people think you're crazy, they, you know, are assholes. Hey, Stan, 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 dude. I like talking to you, but you realize you started this phone conversation. No, like no. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, my friend. Yo, so why, why'd you? What, what's up, man? Why'd you call? Right. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm driving too. So, uh, yeah. Oh, you, you know, you, mm, well, I did it earlier, but like, well, you got, yeah, you I mean, like, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I have a I have my phone on speaker because it's a Jeep, but uh, <laughs> we don't really do Bluetooth. Uh, yeah, so if I'm yelling, that's why. Uh, I'm sorry about the wind sound. Um, so, the, uh, this friend of mine, uh, there were, like, ghost dogs in the woods, but also she had, like, kind of a chemical burn on her arm. I don't know. Anyways, uh, but she lost some time, and it sounds kind of... <sighs> I, I lost some time a while back, and I'm just wondering if maybe there's something weird about the woods. Like, maybe... Either somebody's like, it could just be somebody like, you know, drugging the keg or something, but could also just be ghost dogs in the woods. And I figured that is totally your thing. And maybe this will make Fletcher feel better about 
the whole sheep thing and like we're not taking out his, like we're not like you know I don't know cornering him as a Scotsman or something I don't know he seemed awkward about it and I just didn't want to like make him uncomfortable he's a guest in our land you can hear in the background like as you were talking Eddie is like you hear the sound of like a bag being dragged out of a closet stuff being thrown into it like things being pulled off of chargers um, like just clothing rustling and he's like Stan, you you had me at you had me at Ghost Dogs. I'm in. I got I got all my equipment. I got it all bagged up. Uh, you tell me where you want me to meet you. I'm all about it. Hey, Ricky, I'm going out. If you put the pizza rolls in the oven, just no mom's gonna be disappointed about it. Anyway, uh, do you need a ride? Like I I, I need a ride. My mom just took the car. Okay, well, yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest. Like I don't really know the roads super well. I know they're like five, but and they connect in weird ways. Oh, that's easy. I'll drop you a pin. That doesn't... Okay. Alright, alright. I'll figure out how to turn around. This is like a one-lane road, and like, there's... But you pass each other on the mountain. I don't know. Anyways, I'll, I'll see you in a minute. Um, while, while Eddie is waiting for um, Stan to get to his place, I would like to investigate the mystery. Uh, one of the moves I have is called well, Fix It in Post, which means I can go over footage that I have from previous encounters and use that to investigate the mystery so i'd like to do that if that's good with you uh yeah that's good so what what specifically are you looking at like what recordings are you looking at i'm just looking at all all the footage and the pictures and all the weird nonsense i have from when i did the uh, sheep squatch podcast so I've got mostly some weird audio recordings. I've got some like hunting cameras where stuff is super blurry and weird. And he's just going through and looking for potential areas to see if it links up with what Bill was saying. Maybe uh, like an additional blurry photo he can add to his archive of evidence, right? Uh, pat- not sleep patterns, just something like that where he's got like about 30 minutes or so while he's waiting for Stan to show up. Going over his notes. All right, cool. Uh, go ahead and investigate a mystery. Cool. I would say nine, but I am sharp, which is cool. So that is a plus one, so ten total. All right, so what would you like to ask? I guess the first question I want to ask uh, of the two is, what can it do? Right, I've got some some weird footage. I've got some shaky cam nonsense. I've got some uh, notes from witness accounts of the sheep squatch. But, like, I don't know if it can climb on walls or, like, if it can shapeshift or breathe fire. It's probably not doing that stuff. But, like, what can it do? So taking a closer look at your footage and trying to get a sense of its capabilities, you're, you're struck by how difficult it is to really get any kind of sense of it. In part because, like, the, the more that you watch the footage that you have the more that you are suddenly increasingly not not convinced by it like you were all into this like when you were watching when you were re- watching it over and over and over again on loop to to get information for your your podcast and your youtube channel like you were just manic with the energy of discovery but now that you're trying to like analyze it like, now that you're, like, looking for clues, trying to, like, develop some kind of taxonomy of it, the less it makes sense, like, the less that it seems like there's any kind of commonality between the footage and the recordings, 
and the pictures that you have to the degree that like at least the recordings that you have, the more you look at them, the more fake they seem. Huh. Yeah, he's got like another notepad. He's just jotting stuff down. He kind of stops when he has that moment of realization. He goes, what the hell? What the the fuck? Go back and watch a few more things. And I start plotting out the sighting areas. And just next question is, uh, where did it go? Right. And just to kind of hone in on the general area, since West Virginia is pretty rural in places. Is Bill's lead good? Is that a good place to go? Did it head in a different direction? That kind of stuff. Trying to kind of triangulate things. You're not familiar with any other sheep squatch sightings in this particular area. For the most part, the sightings of sheep squatch tend to be a little bit um, further south and west from where Cavern Springs is near the eastern panhandle. But taking a look at a local map, you're looking at the area where you know that Bill's farm is, and the forest that it backs onto, you notice that there's a large expanse that to the north of it is the Delphia Springs Resort. And you notice down to the southwest of Bill's farm, there is Woodland Frontier. Okay. I think Eddie's just looking at a map he has up on his wall, and he starts, like, putting some pins in it and kind of gets this general area, and he's looking at it, and he's like, all right. Takes a photo of it, and um, around that time, I think Stan comes rolling up. Uh, Yeah, no, uh, Stan just sort of, like, jumps out of the car, and once again... Starts in the middle of like the sentences, like. But I really just want like, we can't we can't put Claire in it, you know. Like she's she is a little worried about it, and like, you know. Plus, I I mean, I have a bat and like a flashlight. I don't know what I'm supposed to bring to this type of thing. Should we call the others? Is this our project now? Whew. All right, look. If uh, hey, do me a favor, real quick, Stan. Take a look at this map, and I got some pins on it. Right? If you can just. It sounds like where you're wanting to go is the same place where that sheep squatch was anyway. So I think we can kill two birds with one stone in this one, if you will. Oh, should we just pick up? Oh, should we wait and, like, pick up everybody else and, like, go? Because, like, I mean, maybe it was sheep squatch. Maybe it was, like, ghost dogs. Uh, t- tell you what, let's, you come on in. I got some, uh, I got some, I got some snacks or whatever. We'll, we'll call Fletcher and Harper. We'll, uh, we'll try and link up and, yeah, we'll go, right? Hey, uh, Stan, um, you see Eddie, like, kind of fire off of some quick text to Fletcher and Harper while this is happening. Hey, uh, Stan, what, what your, what's your experience, uh, using cameras? Uh, I mean, like, I went through a phase at, like, 14 where I was like, I'm gonna be a photographer, but then I, like, developed everything and it was all really bad. Like, really, really bad. Uh... And which it was fortunate because, like, I didn't actually, like, invest money in the hobby. I, I managed to, like, just use the school stuff, which was good because uh, there was that one hobby that I had uh, that I still have stuff from. My dad won't let me throw it away. We're not going to talk about it. Anyways, uh, yeah, I can hold I, I, I can hold a camera. Well, I do want to circle back to that at some point. Okay, cool. Hey, this is a Nikon 300. Uh, it's, it's nice. It's not that nice, but I bought it from the school. Uh, just kind of point and click, digital, very easy, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Click. It works. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a picture of your left ear. You, you got to zoom out, yeah. But like, play, play that a bit. Uh, take a couple pictures, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get you settled. Yeah. No, this is uh, this is fun. This is like being like a do 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 like a reporter, but uh, with the sneaking. I got a hat that goes with the the vibe. If you want that. No, no, I can't wear hats. Like, it just makes my head feel tight. You know what I mean? Like, you are just trapped. Okay. I can't do that. Options open. Hey, I'm going pa- to put in some snacks in the oven, and then uh, we'll get ready to rock when the rest of the group gets here, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, but, um, uh, Fletcher doesn't drive, right? Should I just go get him? Let's turn into one of those weird logic puzzles, right? We got, like, the rabbit on one side and the gator on the other side and, like, some dude on the river. Yeah, I mean... I'm just saying, like, I got a car. We can go just pick them up and, like, head out. I, I mean, I, like, not, I mean, like, I really, like, want a pizza roll now that you told me about them. But, I mean. I mean, I would I would sincerely hope that, like, neither Fletcher nor Harper would eat each other if, like, you know, you left them alone for a minute. Yeah, we're not pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I do want a, I do want a pizza roll, though, kind of now. So, uh, uh, but we should definitely right. go. This I'll, is I'll grab some pizza rolls. Important. Should we bring coffee for Harper? She seems, like, grouchy. I don't think she does coffee. I think she does tea. She does tea? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But, and I think you got some, like, just off-the-shelf, like, just black tea bags <laughs> that he has in his house. Throws those into the backpack. Uh, throws a couple... Like an Arizona iced tea. Yeah, like, 100%. It's not even, like... It's not the right thing. Um, and... Lipton. <laughs> he grabs like half the the pizza rolls throws them into a little tupperware thing and it's just like you know slings this giant bag like just canvas bag of like uh recording equipment over one shoulder and it's like all right let's go cool cool you can uh you can just put that in the car i'll be like you don't know okay okay yeah 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 let's go (laughs) uh yeah so anyways my friend clara well okay so she's never really Did you say ghost dogs? Yeah, I was wondering about that as well. Has we brought changed? tea. That doesn't really answer her, the question. The I, uh, so, yeah, I know you like tea, uh, Harper. So, I, um, yeah, I, I got you. And he pulls out, like, the little Lipton uh, Arizona iced tea, like. Oh, you... uh, I don't drink that kind of tea, but, like, thanks for the thought. But can we go back to the ghost dogs thing? Okay, so uh, my friend, who will remain nameless because anonymities. So they were at the the Woodland Frontier and, you know, hanging out with the peeps. And there was like some screaming and maybe some like dogs but they didn't really look like dogs they kind of looked like dog-ish but uh white gray and like maybe um ghosty or like skeletal and also that this person they had like a chemical burn on them so i was like well maybe it's related to the the sheep squatch like either i don't know how but it's close enough to the area, and everybody's seeing weird weight things that are, like, fluffy. So, my thought is, connections. 
Stan just nods to you very encouragingly, like, yeah, you should go on with this. Do it. Lean in. Eddie, Eddie kind of mimics the nod, like... So, I'm just not 100% sure I understand the connection between chemical burns and ghost dogs. So, the beauty of this whole thing is that, look, based on everything that Stan and I have talked about, right? He'll, Eddie holds up the uh, photo of the map. Like I pinned out a bunch of stuff that I saw from some of my research. It's the same big old triangle area. It's more like a six-sided triangle, you know, uh, the triangle gowns or whatever. It's one of those areas, right? So point is, it all overlaps. So we go, we find what we find, and uh, we videotape it. And we put it in for our project. We're good to go. I don't know. I've got a bad feeling about this weird ghost dog thing worse than the sheep squatch yeah we all knew the sheep squatch wasn't real like this seems like it might i don't know that it's ghost dogs but it seems like it's something and i don't know if i really want to go getting chemical burns for a school project well i mean that's an excellent point i don't think any of us should be getting chemical burn for a school project i mean i think we're just gonna go up and like see what's up there like i don't know how she got the burns like it could for all i know it's uh, poison, poison oak. That's a thing, right? There's oaks around here. Sumac? Is that a, is that a tree or a, a plant? Oh, gosh, look, I, th- yes. I think I think it is. Yeah. Uh, look, I got some, and he reaches into the bag of like electronics and he goes, "I got some, I got some cameras and some recorders and stuff." So like the range on these things is pretty intense. So we don't even have to get up, eat anything. We see something spooky that's too much for us to handle. We're gone. Yeah, so we go up there, like, we, we get the recording, we get the footage, we have the stuff for the project for Dr. Arbogast, right? Uh, Professor Arbogast. It's like a doctor in cryptology, right? Yeah, I don't believe he's a doctor, no. Uh, well, I mean, you can get a doctor and all sorts of stuff online. Yeah. And on that note, you, you pull up, you pull up to the Woodland Frontier family-owned historical recreation day camp and miniature golf course. Or at least the dilapidated gate to the same. This was a local attraction from the late 70s through the early 90s. Since then, its owners have mostly left it to be overgrown and vandalized. Exploring it on a dare is almost a rite of passage for teens in the area, and it's a popular spot for college students to party and sometimes scare said teens. There is a broken-down, paint-chipped sign in a sort of faux-rustic font advertising the Woodland Frontier and a gate that is normally closed but is this evening just sort of hanging open and swinging in the wind. Eddie's like, Hey, uh, hey Stan, can you stop for a second? We got, we got Magic Hour light. This is a real cool aesthetic. I just want to get some shots real quick. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, do you do you want me to leave the headlights on, or or should I just turn this off? I'll do both. We'll do both and kind of click a few photos real quick. How long has this place been like this? Oh, it's been shut down for my whole life. Like it's just been it's always been like this. Like. They last had it open in, like, the early 90s, I think I heard. All right. I don't... I mean, is it safe for us to 
be walking around is like our floor is gonna give out it uh, i mean kids go up here like all the time uh like maybe I mean, don't go in exactly the buildings but most of it's just wooded area it's probably not that big of a problem yeah like most of the attractions they just like kind of built into the woods so sure i mean like the majority of it is just sort of like there well everybody just please be careful yes scottish dad (laughs) jumps out of the car (laughs) no i hate that that's gonna be a thing i love it (laughs) (laughs) uh can i make a can i make a roll because i like to invite problems go for it cool i have a i have a weird move called trust your gut that i'd like to use as one of the weird variants um that basically just says like i've got pretty good instincts um and i can roll weird to see like how that plays out for me as to whether or not it is uh i get a plus one ongoing a plus one forward or uh my instincts lead me into terrible danger which seems pretty on brand for good old eddie Oh, fuck. Survey says. <laughs> that's a four, and uh, my weird's only plus one, so... <laughs> I mean, that's... How, mm. how could this have gone? I wonder. Eh, well, mark XP, that's cool. Yeah, I think Eddie, Eddie like, as Stan parks the car, he gets out, he looks at the, the map he's kind of drawn out, and tries to, like, lay it around... Um, Kind of get his orientation. He pulls out a little pocket GPS that he has. Um, he hands out uh, some basic, like, digital cameras to the rest of the group. And I'm thinking uh, we we need to get some, like, high ground. That I know, Fletcher, you said not to, like, mess with the buildings or anything, but, like, maybe there's a big tree or something I can climb around here. Like, try and, like, get some serious, get a vantage point, you know? Or, like, maybe, I mean, that building still looks pretty, pretty, uh, pretty structurally sound, right? Was that, like, a visitor center or something? I can probably get up in there. I'm I'm gonna let Scottish Daddy handle this one. One more time. <laughs> do, do you like it when people call you Scottish Daddy? Is that why you like her to repeat oh, it? Oh God! Oh God! Please, please, no! Please don't let this become a thing. <sighs> Accidental kink. <laughs> Jen is losing it. Oh my God! She's <laughs> dying. Losing it. Oh. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. You put the two ramble characters together, and the two of you just are like being dragged into the wind. Well, this is fantastic because, like Eddie, you know Eddie's had issues with his dad anyway, so like Fletcher can be his new dad. Or nah, nah, oh you god, know what? This no! Is, I don't like the direction no. this is going. I like how Brendan at the beginning of this was like, you know, we'll just like see where it goes. Like how it turns out is how it turns out, and we very quickly reached the limit of him being like, no, this is not the game I'm running for you guys. Reel it in. <laughs> We're trying to find out. <laughs> I tell you about the time when I was working at uh you know the Wild West Casino and I, I rented a jet ski you know to go out to the ocean. I jumped that shark that whole weekend. It was crazy. Like it was a big old great white up in there. I don't know why the fuck it was off the shore of Jersey, but like you know uh, called the Jersey Shore for the locals. But <laughs> just boom, jumped that whole thing. Might have no, been a manatee. Actually, see what uh, that has to do with anything, but. So, Eddie, you are going up to explore the visitor center. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go get a, go, I am told. I'm going to go to that vantage point up there on the visitor center. You know, it's uh, it's got a good observation tower kind of lookout thing. So, like, 
I'm gonna go check that out. Uh, you know, I'm getting a real good vibe off that. I really don't think that. I mean, I realize that I'm sort of pigeonholing myself into this like voice of reason role right now, and I I'm not really going for that. Uh, but I re- that seems like such a bad idea. I would re- somebody should really back me up on this. That seems like a really bad idea, right? Oh. I think it's going to break underneath him, but I'm willing to let him go. I also think Eddie's already gone. Uh, Eddie starts moving. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, we at the very least, at the very, very least, we should stay together. Eddie, like, think about this. You're not going to get a good shot. All you're going to get a shot of is the tree line. The, the, the sheep squatch is under the tree line. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but that he—he's—it ma- he makes sense. That's true. You—I mean, you—you <laughs> oh, wouldn't want to miss the sheep squash. Yeah, I mean, like it's gonna ruin the shot if you try to get a shot up from there. Like all you're gonna get is pine trees for miles. Mm, that's the reason why you did not do this. Alright, look, I'll meet you in the middle, okay? Because I, I think I gotta get the map oriented anyway. I gotta make sure the GPS is properly calibrated and that's up to high ground anyway. So, like, hey, Fletcher or, like, Stan, if you just kind of, like, give me, like, a safety net. Like, you know, just give me, make sure I don't, like, fall off anything. I'm just gonna climb up the side real quick. It'll be good. I'm not gonna mess around while I'm up there, you know. Just uh, get my calibrations, get orientation, and then come on down. Sure. I think... Stan, who is all of like a buck fifty soaking wet, uh, you know, puts his spindly arms up, like looking like he's gonna try his best to catch you if you fall. I think, I think Fletcher's pretty tall. He's like six one, six two, but he's kind of like a beam pole. He does not like really have a lot of mass, but but yeah, he can he can lift like Eddie. He can support Eddie. So this is why all of us have such low tough scores. Got it. We're a bunch of uh, Ichabod cranes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hundred uh, percent. Eddie like has his has his backpack. He throws it on. He makes sure there's like a little hunting camera uh, that he's picked up at like you know the local like um, shoot and go or whatever. <laughs> That's right. At some some hunting store in West Virginia, right? And he takes his cool um, like Garmin GPS brick and just kind of goes up the AC to, like, the first floor of this thing, and then there's probably a, like, maintenance ladder for the rest of it to actually, once you're on the roof. Um, he, he climbs up, and he's gonna, his intent is to, you know, hey guys, I'm just gonna, like I said, I'm gonna put this camera up here, I'm gonna get the, get the calibrations for the GPS, and then we'll move on, right? I can get the footage with uh, Bluetooth, so, you know, I don't have to come back, I don't have to come back and get it tonight. All right, you are looking this way and that over the expansive forest around you. And you can kind of take in some of the the devastation that time has taken on the Woodland Frontier compound. Just from overgrowth, the being reclaimed by nature, and also just the years and years of people coming through to, to vandalize it. You do notice... From your vantage point, you can see that the back door of one of the cabins is noticeably hanging open. Okay, that's something I definitely point out to the group. Hey, uh, just over there, there's a cabin about, uh, what, two, two, three hundred meters or something, uh, 
looks at the GPS. West. And uh, that it's open up. Like, something looks like it kicked the door off the hinges, or almost it's, like, just hanging by a thread. Do you want us to, like, go check that out now? Or do I, do I keep... Stay... I... Do we wait until you get that down? That doesn't really feel like a ghost dog thing. I don't think it's pressing. Door situation at hand. Ah, right, fair enough. I start, you know, taking some photos of the surrounding area, put one of the cameras up, and, uh, you know, make sure the GPS is fully online. And I say, is there anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. I think he's up there for a little bit, and then starts going back down. Yeah. Yeah, on your your way down, you also notice off in the woods a bit what looks like a a, a campsite or something, uh, probably um, from some some homeless people. Okay, yeah, he he calls that out too. Like, yeah, up to the north is that campsite. I mean, we can check it all out, but I really think we should stick together. I don't think we should split up. I mean, I'm not about to start wandering off into these woods, so that's fine by me. It's cool. Give me a sec. I'm coming down. Like, this ladder's pretty sturdy. It built with the good 90s uh, construction that it was. So, like, or 70s construction that it was. So, like, I'll be down in a second. Yeah, no, I'm I'm down with, like, uh, you know, the horror movie rules. Like, nobody's alone. We don't say the, you know, knock on wood words and the thing. And, yeah, uh, Harper, just, um... Don't scream or, or thing. I don't know. What are the what are the horror movie rules? Should I Google this? I think that's offensive. That ladder one hundred percent gives way about a third of the way down. Yeah, tracks. You know, just because Harper is the only girl here doesn't mean that she's going to scream as soon as she ah! jumps out. <laughs> as soon as we say that, Eddie screams, falling <laughs> off the ladder. Um. What do we have to do to try to catch poor, poor defenseless Eddie, who has now screamed and and broken horror movie rule? That would be a, an act under pressure. So, so, I would like to take this moment to use Jinx. <laughs> so what Jinx does is I roll weird, and I can actually help uh, one of the other hunters... By giving them a plus one, assuming that I do this. Because I am able to encourage coincidences to occur the way I want them to. And thankfully, weird is my good stat, because that is going to be a seven, which means I get to do one thing. So I will give a plus one to, I guess, Stan's the one rolling to try in. Is Stan not the person trying to catch this? Uh, I mean, Stan can certainly try. Who's trying to catch poor Eddie? I mean, Stan would definitely try to protect you, someone, but I don't know that this falls under that skill set. Acting under pressure is not so much a skill that Stan has. Fletcher is very good at that, actually. So, so, so Eddie is mid-air. You might want to make a decision. Yeah. Uh, Fletcher will try to catch it. Oh, Fletcher does not do that so phase. well. I rolled two ones, <laughs> which is a four. And that plus one, therefore, it doesn't matter if you already threw that in or not, so... We are both directly under 
Yeah, I think it's not so much catch as he lands on top of you. My jinx could only get you into the right space. Uh, it was up to you to finish it, and it looks like you didn't. So, so Fletcher tries to uh, use his height to help break Eddie's fall, but the the way that Eddie is flailing just causes them both to tumble backward. As Harper, you used your ability, but s- somehow you've just been feeling off ever since you used your sight on the clinic way back at the resort. And it you, you could feel it all just unraveling and all going so terribly wrong as both Eddie and Fletcher land in a heap, each having taken one harm. Does, does Stan, like, manage to avert, like, damage? Like, he's just standing there, and it just happens that Eddie completely misses him. Uh, so, so Stan, you are knocked down, but you are not injured. Uh, you, you have the wind knocked out of you, but, like, like, Eddie and Fletcher both land hard. Yeah, I think Eddie, Eddie hits, kind of rolls, coughs a couple times, like, trying to catch his breath, uh, tries to say to Fletcher, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. Are you, are you, are you okay? Yeah. Oh, God. No, it's fine. I, um, I mean, that's probably enough, right? Like. No, no, you, you were, you were right. That was a bad, it was a bad call. Um, oh, whew. thanks, thanks for breaking my, my fall. Maybe that's enough research for one night. But we just got here. I'll, I'll be, I'll be all right. Just give me a, give me a second to catch my breath. And, are you good? Yeah, Fletcher um, was sort of in a similar situation to uh, Eddie, but he seems to have recovered a lot faster and now seems pretty much fine. And as you guys are picking yourselves up, Stan, your cell phone rings. It's Clara. Hey, hey, Clara, how's it going? Uh, Hey, hey, Stan, I just, um, I just... Wanted to, uh, I just wanted to give give you a call. Just, I wanted to. I don't even know how to say this. Um, I feel like I. Okay, so you know the you know the, the those those dog things that I was t- telling you about that I was saw last night, right? Yeah, yeah. What about it? Well, I'm so I'm I'm up I'm up at my 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 grandma's place, and I, I look outside and I think I think they're here. Cryptid Community College is a Live from the Apocalypse production. Our audio producers are Aaron Daggermanjan and Brendan Sherlock. Soundtrack provided by Matan Uchen. Find them on Twitter at SadTitled. You can follow the show, as well as our other productions, at Live from the Apoc on Twitter, at Live from the Apocalypse on Instagram, and on twitch.tv slash Live from the Apocalypse. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and share it with your friends. A big thank you to everyone for listening. We'll see you next class.